welcome to the Will You Sit With Me podcast, a podcast all about holding space for questions, conversations, and musings about female friendships and how to navigate them. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Will You Sit With Me? We're back again with another episode. This one I'm super excited about. Lulu, this one came from you and it's been something that we've wanted to cover for a long time because I think this Mm -hmm. applies to both of us and hopefully to some of you dear listeners. But we're talking about friendship with your mom today. Yes. And it's funny because I feel like this is sometimes a taboo topic or people say something along the lines of, but can you really be good friends or best friends with your mom and today I think we want to be clear that we're not talking about like best friend status because I feel like the relationship that you have with your mom like good bad or indifferent is just it's it's different different. like it's one of a kind and so I don't think it's really like I don't know well I don't like that people are like you can't be friends with your mom or it's a bad thing to be friends with your mom absolutely not like everyone gets to choose to have whatever relationship they want and we also do just want to preface this with the fact that we are both extremely close with our own moms um and and do have friendships with them but we do know that that's not the case for everyone so um in this context like we're also referring to anyone who may have taken on that mother figure role for you but we'll just be saying mom for ease (laughs) in, in this case yeah yeah. No, thank you for, for the disclaimer up at the top. Um, I think that that's really important, and I realize that this might be a sensitive topic for some mm-hmm. people, so, um, you know, if, if you're one of them, we have lots of other episodes that, you know, hopefully you can find some value out of or continue to listen to this one, but um, we do know that this is, you know, can be really sensitive. Yeah, absolutely, and one of the reasons that we also thought that this would be an interesting topic to dive into is because we were kind of reading some, you know, of course, we went back to the research, by research, I really mean just articles that we were reading. And in this one article from Jen Dahl, the title is, Are You Really Supposed to Be Best Friends with Your Mom? She says, the mother-daughter relationship may be one of the most complex that exists in all of human relations, both more intimate, but also at times more fraught with difficulty. And I think that this kind of sums it up where like your mom knows you in such a different way. And the relationship that you have, again, like good, bad, or indifferent is just, it's in like its own like sphere, you know, over here. And I think that that makes the highs with it, I think, feel really high. Like you feel so like seen and understood when it's good. And then when it's more difficult, it just is like something that grates on you in a way that nothing else can. No, absolutely. Because I think it's one of those really foundational relationships in our development and again maybe that's your biological mom or a different type of mother figure but it is a really important role in Mm -hmm. in your life and and I think it's really pivotal as we develop our sense of self and you know I think that what's hard or at least you know what I think I really had to come to terms with as I got older is like your parents are people too you know Mm -hmm. they're imperfect they're learning you know they're not always going to have the right answer or handle things the right way and so I think it's really hard when you have these certain relationships that I think have a very clear archetype and I think pretty like rigid expectations I would say I think that's kind of changed a little bit but I do think that they're is some sense of expectation with this role around what that looks like and it's hard when maybe 
the expectation doesn't meet the reality or, you know, you're on a different page. I think that that can make it really, really difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more with that. One of the things that we did also want to talk about is really how the relationship changes as you get older. And you kind of just touched on that with like, you do start to see your parents and, you know, in this case, like your mom for being more of a human. And I think that you start seeing like their flaws more where you're like, hmm, Mm -hmm. I used to think that like you could do everything perfectly. And then one day I think you kind of start realizing like, oh no, like over here you could have handled this better or like what was going on over here or whatever it is. And so I think that that is really, really interesting but I feel like it when when this happened to me when I like I started noticing this about my parents I feel like it kind of helped me though reshape the world to to be like well then no one can be perfect if my own parents can't be perfect then like how can I expect like my friends to be like that or like a a partner or anyone you know and so I thought that that was kind of interesting yourself I oh true Yeah, I think it's such a good realization that, yeah, it's like, no, not everyone's perfect and you don't have to have the answers all the time. Like, I think we're all just trying to do the best that we can. And that's, I think what I realized about my parents too was like, they really were trying their best. And I know that like, as I'm getting older, the thought of children really freaks me out. Like, I don't (laughs) think that, I think most people who listen to this podcast probably know, like, not like the most maternal or like family oriented person in that sense. But I feel like as I've gotten older, I kind of have realized too, like, I don't know if I ever chose to do that. Like, it's something that you kind of figure out as you go. There's no, like, perfect guidebook, mm-hmm. you know? And we're all just trying to do the best we can based off of our experiences and and trying to be different maybe than some of the experiences of how we grew up, too. Yeah, and I think that that's so interesting, too, because, like, that goes into it, too, where, you know, you start hearing more about how your own parents grew up and kind of realizing, like, oh, like, maybe that's the way – or the reason that you're the way that you are, like when I say this, like I get a reaction out of you or whatever it is because you start realizing they have like this kind of trauma or like experience that leads into the way that they parent, right? And it's it's always really interesting to me to kind of hear about people's backgrounds and then how that influences the way that they're going to be with their own children, right? Because I know for my mom, it was really, really important to her, especially like for the girl and because I have two brothers and I'm the only girl for her to like have that really strong relationship. Like that's something that Mm -hmm. from the start, like she always really wanted. And I think that that's part of the reason like why my mom and I are so close is because she wanted it. So she always nurtured it, you know? And like, that was always something that was really, really important to her that, and that she was like, come hell or high water, I'm going to do that. (laughs) But I'd be curious to hear how that is for you because you have a sister, which I feel like is I would assume like kind of a different dynamic than like when you're the only girl. Yeah, I think like yes and no, because I feel like it might be different now, but growing up at least I was much closer to my mom and my sister was Mm -hmm. much closer to my dad. I feel like we just had really different personalities and actually once we got older and I think, I think like the hardest time or the part where I felt the furthest from my parents or the most at odds I think was when I was a teenager and I feel like Mm. I just had so many emotions and thoughts kicking around there was so much big change that was happening especially like in high school and in Mm -hmm. middle school that I was trying to like come to terms with and to be honest I feel like I just didn't have the language or the emotional regulation to be able to communicate what was going on so it manifested in you know us fighting a lot or you know just being in conflict um 
like constantly. <laughs> and, but I feel like as I got older, especially in college, like that's where I really started to rebuild that, not like rebuild that relationship with my father, but like we got a lot closer because I think I could finally start to express how I was feeling or just kind of understand myself a little bit better and be mm-hmm. able to express using language what I was thinking or how I was feeling. And I think it was the same with my mom too. So I, I don't know, I think there's times where you'll be closer and further apart. But for me, um, even though I did have a sister, I felt like at different times we were closer with different parents because they were kind of able to connect with us in a, in a different way um, that we needed more at that time. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a good reminder too, that just like any relationship, these relationships kind of ebb and flow too, based on, you know, where everyone is in their Mm -hmm. life. And also I think too, this is a relationship where, I don't know if, if you feel this, but for example, like when I went to college, so actually let me back up a little bit. (laughs) So my mom (laughs) and I lived in Portland, Oregon when I was in high school, when Lydia and I met and we kind of were just like two girls romping around the city, like doing our own thing. We loved to do the same exact things. Like I'm so, 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 so similar to my mom. And so we just like had the best time. And I think that that more than anything was like the foundation for our relationship because Mm -hmm. in that time that I was kind of coming into my own like we just became like I guess just like more than mother and daughter but like we really just enjoyed being around each other I just watched this show called the flight attendant this does all connect back together have you watched that show yet (laughs) Lydia because if not I'm gonna put out a public service announcement it is such a good show like very thrillery twists and turns etc I don't think that this gives anything away but in one of the episodes the the main character and her mom just they do not get along they've had a lot of conflict over time and the mom says to her daughter I love you but I do not like you and that has been interesting because my mom has always said the opposite to me she's like I love you but I also just like you so much as weird as that sounds I think that that's a lot of like the trickiness that comes with some of these relationships because mm-hmm. you have to love them of course and you will you care about them but it doesn't mean that you like who they are and I think that that is like a lot mm-hmm. of the foundation for uh having a relationship with your mom that does cross over into the friendship field. No, absolutely. I think that's such a great way to look at it. Or I think like the, not to like make it negative, but also the inverse of that. Like Mm -hmm. I think what's tough is when those things are at odds, you know, where you, you know, you do maybe love each other kind of on a, again, a fundamental level because this relationship is important, but you don't like each other. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like maybe you don't have a great relationship. And I think that that's what's really, can be really hard about the mother relationship is because, again, like you want it to be important. You have certain expectations and it's hard when, when it's not like matching up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like, it's interesting because I feel like media really puts two narratives out there, which is the Gilmore girls, like your best friends with your mom, that kind Mm -hmm. of relationship. But then there's also the other one where it's just like, you are so two different people and it's just not good. And I am happy that the second narrative is getting a little bit more like airtime in terms of the idea of like protecting yourself, you know, and being like, if it's not a good relationship, you don't have to have it. 
you know, like if it's not, if it's not serving you, bringing you joy, just because you're blood and just because it's something that society has deemed you should have, you don't have to, right? And so it's interesting because we talk so much about friendship being a choice. Yes. Like the, the, the choice day in and day out, because like you don't have a blood tie or, you know, like a marital contract or anything like that. But I just think that that's like interesting to think about in terms of this relationship too. No, and I think that that's a really important thing to bring up because, yeah, like, again, it is a relationship because it's a relationship, but at the same time, you get to define what that is, and it can be no engagement if this isn't a relationship that serves you. We've talked Mm -hmm. about it before, and we'll talk about it again, but, you know, it's so important to put yourself first, and if there are relationships where you aren't being seen or respected or that, you know, continue to be toxic or or painful for you, um, like, it's okay to walk away, even if it is a relationship that, you know, again, you have expectations for, so. And as, like, a weird segue, because I'd like to make it very clear that I love my mom very much, and she is, like, one of my best friends, and we don't have those type of (laughs) issues, but for some reason, that also just reminded me that I think also because for so much of the time, like, your parent is the parent, and you are the child, there's, like, that power dynamic, right? But then as you get older, I think that it kind of levels out a little bit. And so it is a reminder that like if you don't like topics that come up or like the way that, you know, someone says something or whatever, just like any other friendship, even though you are the child, you can still tell your parents like, I don't want to be spoken to like that. You know, you you can set those boundaries, but I think it's it's interesting. Like I've seen with some of my friends, like they feel like they can't set that boundary. And I think that some parents are like that, right? Like they're like, we are the parent, we are the adult, and you are the child, no matter how old people get. But, you know, you're an adult at a certain point too, and, like, you can reset the scene if you want to. And if it's not well-received, then, like, I guess you just go from there and try to figure it out, right? I, I don't know well, what, I what you, you do like in that case. Well, I think you, like, set expectations accordingly, mm-hmm. you know? But I think that's a great point to bring up because, you know, I've talked about this before, and obviously, like you mentioned, I love my mom so much. I'm so close with her. And, you know, our relationship got so much closer um, after I got married and moved to San Francisco. Um, she was one of the only people I felt like I could go to for advice on that. And mm-hmm. so I feel like that really strengthened our relationship in a new way. Like we had always been close and she was the person I'd always, you know, confide in or talk things through with. Um, but it was really special for me. And I think important for me too, to be able to have her as a safe space as I was kind of exploring this new relationship in a way that, you know, I couldn't go to my friends for because mm-hmm. nobody else was having that experience. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, And with that in mind too, like I think that something that I have also noticed because I find that especially when I'm in times of change, my mom is like the person that I go to and like that's the person who's like advice I need and who like, like I just like want to feel like the comfort I guess of like a parent to like help me guide through those like times of change or hardships or whatever it is. And I think likewise, I think it's really nice for your parent to feel like they can still like nurture you if that makes sense and so I think that that is like a a really like loving way to kind of like reunite with a parent or like reconnect with them because it is beneficial for all parties involved you know it's like everyone's really getting something out of that no absolutely because I think that you know what you're 
at the heart of what you're saying is I think sometimes parents have a wise compassion (laughs) so they're Mm -hmm. able to mothers can really give that different perspective than just your friends you know like they're able to look they know you I think too in a different way than your friends might know you Mm because they've they've known you for so much longer they've been with you every step of the way um and I think they also have the ability to be a little bit more objective in most cases you know that's not always true but I would say at the end of the day they really want what's best for you Mm -hmm. um and so I feel like the advice that they give, I always do take that um, like really to heart when my mom gives me advice on something or feels strongly one way or another. Um, it does mean a lot to me. And I always do take it under really serious consideration, even if I don't end up, you know, doing what she says to do <laughs> or what she advises me to do, I guess. <laughs> I totally agree. And what I think is interesting about that too, is that kind of going back to what the quote said at the beginning of this is like, your parents do know you in such a different way and I think also the thing that's interesting is that you know a lot of like what I go to my mom about is either friendships or relationships or like life whatever but when it comes to friendships like she specifically knows she knows all the history going back to like the first friendships I ever had right and so I think that it's interesting because there's certain friends that I've known for a long time, like even you, right? Like I've known you for like 10 years, 10 plus years, however long it's been. Um, Some of my college friends, like eight plus years, like a long time. But then, for example, I went to a wedding last weekend and this friend of mine had all of her like childhood friends there and her high school friends there. And I just thought to myself, gosh, like I think I know you so well, but like there's parts of you that like I'll never really know the way that like, you know, her mom might know or like her sister might know or whatever it is. And so it's interesting because the advice that, that her mom or sister would give would definitely be different because like they know they just like have more context around certain things, right? So it's just interesting how like the history of things kind of plays into the wise compassion that our our moms give to us yeah no I couldn't have said it better myself (laughs) (laughs) well true should we answer the question of the week because we're bringing this back at least for this episode I know I've missed it (laughs) I know okay I actually haven't put any thought into this either so we're just gonna get whatever comes to mind here at least for me I don't know about you But our question of the week is, what are three things your mom instilled in you or that you learned from her when it comes to friendships? Um, This is, this is, again, I haven't really put much thought into this. Um, For those of you that don't know, because I actually don't know if I've ever brought this up before, but my mom is like a school counselor and child psychologist. So I feel (laughs) like growing up, um, her lens on things is always very different. I feel like um, it just gave me such a different approach to friendships, mm-hmm. but, um, I feel like a lot of the big ones were like, your friends will change as you get older and that's okay. I feel like mm. that was a big one of like, you know, when I moved to a new school or when I was in different transitions in life, she's like, you know, you're going to find people who are going to help you along the way, but those might not be your lifelong friends. Like you're naturally going to sort through people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not something to like feel bad about, but we're all, you know, learning and growing and changing and like, that's okay um Mm -hmm. and and kind of like expect that in your relationship so I feel like most of my friendships when I come into them I kind of am like you know I really like this person we have a vibe but it's also taught me that you know it's okay for me to kind of step back or you know maybe not like put as much energy into a friendship if you know it's not like a good fit for me and mm-hmm. what I'm trying to do too. So what I feel a like that great was a really thing big one. <laughs> to know from a young age. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
What about you? Maybe we can just like switch off. Yes. Go back and forth. I love <laughs> a little it. Repartee. So <laughs> my first one is is kind of weird, but this really sticks in my mind. And it is that my mom always told me from the time I was little, groups of three don't work. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know about you, but it's been true in my life. Groups of three do not work, especially for like groups of like all three girls together trying to be friends. And her reasoning was always that things ebb and flow like we talk about all the time. And there's always going to be times where like two people are closer and the third person feels left out. Or there's just going to be like a weird dynamic. And so she was like, as you go through life, if you can do your best to either keep it to two or above three, that is the best. But she's like, three (laughs) does not work. And... I'm telling you, the times that I have had conflict in my life around friendships, it has been when there's been three people in play. And I don't know what that is, but it's just something to, I think, like keep an eye out for because I would venture to bet that it that is like true. <laughs> so, oh my God, I yeah. love that one. I'm trying to like, I, as you were talking through this, I was trying to think through and I feel like I feel like you're not wrong. I can't think of a relationship that I have where like a group of three is like, a, or even a group of three f- people that I have now that works. It's yeah. Like either one-on-one or like a little bit bigger, like four or more. Yeah. I have like <laughs> what is some, that? <laughs> I have some groups of like three now, but I feel like it's, it's more clear like who the two closer people are. So I think it's fine, right? Like that works, but three right. I think is just... Even if you're not like a naturally jealous person, it's just hard to be in a situation where it's so clearly like you are kind of on the outs, but like you're also not. And I think it also just makes for like crazy making, right? Like that's when you start making up stories in your head. That's when you start like feeling insecure and like it's just not good. So I'm not saying like I'm sure there's group of groups of three out there that work, but if if you've seen this, like, just, like, be wary of the rule of three and keep it in mind and try to, you know, either drop someone or add someone. <laughs> That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love this. I feel like in a similar vein, this one's kind of goofy, but um, my mom always told me, like, you can't be friends with an ex-boyfriend, and I stand by that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. She's like, no, I just no, don't no. think it works. Yeah. She's like, look, like, you can say that you're going to be friends or whatever she's like it's not gonna happen mm-hmm. and everyone's better for it and I actually agree with that I I've met a few people who are friends with their ex but I think that it's always just a very like very confusing and complicated relationship so I mean good for you if you can make that work but I'm I'm kind of in agreement on that one I think that those relationships can really be important in helping you grow and you know you learn so much in those different um relationships over time but yeah I don't think you need to be friends with those people I think that's kind of a you know seasons of friendship thing they were there to help you with what you needed to learn at that time or whatever and um yeah I think you can leave that one behind that's fine (laughs) I don't know what are your thoughts on that I totally agree. I've never understood the being friends with the ex things. I don't really have like um, like a, a traditional ex, I would say. So like, I don't know, maybe I would feel differently otherwise, but I feel like it's just easier to clean the slate. Even if like people that you became friends with during the relationship, I feel yeah. like sometimes it's even easy to just be like, all right, let's just like start over here. 
Yeah, I agree with that. I feel like it's good to just clean slate it. Again, like you can follow them on social or whatever, but yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't think it's someone you necessarily are interacting with like often. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Okay, I think my second one would be that blood is like blood, right? But your friends can become your family. And I know Mm, that for me, like moving away, my family's on the West Coast, I'm on the East Coast. I have totally found this to be true and just really remembering like the importance of the friendships that you have in your life and how like again you choose them you nurture them like you can choose to you know not nurture them at any point or you can choose to go all in and invest so much in them and my mom just really taught me about the importance of having really really good people around you and leveraging friendships to bolster happiness basically like how can you like find more time to connect with people how can you be around them like I don't like growing up my mom had this um, group of girlfriends and they would always have um, happy hour at like our house on Fridays and it was always just like swing by if you want to like no worries if you can't is it going to be three people or is this going to be 20 people like we don't know but it just really kind of felt like a family and I think that that is such a wonderful thing to be able to get from friendship when you can oh I love this one I feel like that's such a I just, yeah, it made me all like warm and warm and fuzzy. I know. <laughs> I think that's so true. I think that's why we do it, right? Like mm-hmm. I think that, that that is such an important role. And yeah, it can become like a, a family, especially when you move somewhere different. Like you build a new community and you find people who, you know, inspire you and excite you and, and give you something back and something different. So exactly. I, I love this. Aww. Well, what's your Aww. third one? Okay. I think my third one, mm, Okay, my third one I'm going to say, I don't know if I have the perfect way to explain this, but um, I'll just like tell a little story instead and then see where we end up. How about that? I love it. (laughs) Okay, so growing up, we always used to have dinner parties with friends and it was always just such a fun, like intimate experience and it's something that I've continue to love to do. Like that's my favorite way to get to know people is sharing a meal together and, and like, inviting them into your home so I feel like maybe that's what I'm trying to I don't know where I'm going with this or what I learned from my mom is just like to build a closer friendship or to take a friendship to the next level it's sharing yourself and Mm. your space with people and inviting them in and so I feel like that was something that we always did and I loved it too because you know we would always hang out with like our friends parents and not that we were necessarily friends with them, but again, it kind of felt like a family or, you know, we would have a really fun time and try new food and laugh and play games. And it always just felt really special. And, you know, it deepened the friendships that I had with my friends. So mm-hmm. it's something, you know, if I ever become a parent in the future, like I always loved going to those dinner parties and they were so much fun. And there were some traditions that we made out of them that were just so special and became such an important part and something I really cherish about my childhood. Oh, I love that so much. And I know that you were able to share that with me one of the times with your New Year's (laughs) Eve Indian feast friend gathering. And honestly, I don't know why, but I really think about that all the time and just like how it really was just so like special to have all these people come together. There was like tradition, there was long-standing friendships. Like I just thought it was really really cool. And so I I love that that was your your third one. Oh, all right, what's your third one? Okay, I also don't know how to like explain this one. So, my 
<laughs> so <laughs> it's a weird story, but I'm going to tell it anyways. When I <laughs> went excited. to college, I remember that I was very much like, oh my gosh, you know, of course, like, am I going to make friends? What's going on? Um, I'm also so scared that like everyone's going to be so weird. And my mom said to me, um, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but you might be the weird one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I'm dying. That is the most Mary Liz thing ever. I love that. Right? I was like, oh, you're right. Like, what if I am the weird one? But what that really taught me, because then, like, who I ended up kind of becoming friends with, like, my freshman year of college was, like, if the people feel right, just go with it. Don't judge yourself yeah. for trying to like get into like the quote unquote right group or like the group that like you think is like the coolest or whatever because at the end of the day like friendship is about spending time together and leaving feeling better than you came there with, right? And so I think that it's so easy to try to get wrapped up in like what it looks like and my mom would always just be like focus on what it feels like. You know what I mean? Like focus on the people that make you feel good mm-hmm. regardless of kind of like what the package is and also like you might be the crazy one I love that I feel like yeah it's all about just finding people that you connect with and not thinking about what it looks like because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day like who gives a fuck honestly I feel like if I've learned anything in my adult life it's just like you know what it doesn't matter and honestly at this point I just love I love nerds and weird people and like Mm -hmm. that's who I'm drawn to and I won't apologize for it I just think that I love our conversations and that's what makes me happy and yeah it's who cares? Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. And honestly, I think too, like once you, I think we talked about this in an episode maybe recently, but like once you're out of middle school, high school, college, and even a little bit of postgrad, depending on like what your situation is, I think that you start realizing that like, oh, now there's no groups. There's no, like, you don't like walk around the street and be like, oh, those are the jocks or like, oh, those are the nerds. Like that doesn't happen anymore. So like it just becomes easier to like be drawn to the people that you want to be around and then just choose them, you know? So that one definitely comes with time, but I was really happy that my mom really offered her perspective on that before I was able to like understand really what she was talking about. Yeah. And I feel like that's such a like wise compassion mom moment where you're Mm -hmm. like, I'm not I'm not there yet, but this is going to help me later. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, like my worldview doesn't quite, like I don't have that same ability or experience to understand this on a deeper level. Mm-hmm. Like I, I understand what you're saying at a surface level, but it's still in the social context. I'm probably not going to follow it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love that now later you're able to look back and, and understand that that was great advice. And yeah, I think you're you hit the nail on the head. We're all just out here in the world and find the people that you enjoy you know if anyone is trying to still be a jock or whatever like boo like we're not (laughs) go away that's not a a thing I don't know you can hang out with the other jocks I guess (laughs) yeah exactly exactly but oh my gosh I wonder if these three things if our moms would be like wait that's what I instilled in you or if they'd be like yes exactly I did my job (laughs) we should bring them on I was actually thinking that as we were as we were listing these off, my mom would probably be like, why did you say that? Like, I never said that. Yeah, I know. I was thinking the same thing, but I'm like, no, no, no. I have this vivid memory of you saying that. You know what? It doesn't matter because it's our perspective. This is what we took away from it, whether it's true or not. So. Truly. And looking back Sorry, to mom, the outfits I wore my freshman year of college, I was the weird one. I was. Why did we dress like that? 
I have was dressed no idea. like I was trying to go to like an East Coast prep school. I lived in Oregon. Like that was not a thing. I don't know why yeah. I clung to that. I was You were like <laughs> you loved pencil skirt. Like you were always ready for like a business meeting. Why? 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 I don't even wear that now and I work in a very corporate job. It's just really weird looking back. But I know. You know My mom loved me anyways, so thanks mom. I know. They just like <laughs> let us do that. Yeah, we'll never forget our senior pictures. I'm glad that we've uh, oh my gosh. definitely had a glow up since then. Thank God. There was only up to go from there. <laughs> but, you know, at the time, I thought we looked really good. So maybe yeah. we'll look back now and be like, why? Why did we do this? I know. Knowing well, what we know now. I think about that now all the time because I feel like, especially with the the TikTok becoming so big, like everyone looks the same. And it's kind of drives me crazy because I'm like, no, I like the I way that, that that the look looks. But I'm like, mm, am I the girl who can like pull that off? You know, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I have the bone structure for that. Also, I, know. I just have given up. So. Well, also, <laughs> I'll, I'll leave you with this like one parting note because I feel like you'll find this funny. But there's this girl on TikTok that I follow and she does this thing of like updating millennial looks. Have we talked about this before? No. Oh okay. God, You're going to crack up. <laughs> So she does this thing where she recreates millennial looks and she'll like post, you know, like the classic like Pinterest blogger photo that we all know. And I'm telling you on more than one occasion, I've looked at the picture of like the millennial look and I'll be like, oh my God, I feel like I wore that like two weeks ago. (laughs) Oh, I do know what you're talking about because I had the same thing happen where like clearly it was kind of like poking fun at it and I was Mm -hmm. like, I see nothing wrong with this. I know. I was like, wait, (laughs) I don't think I'm your target audience. I'm like, I honestly would still wear that. (laughs) I know. I know. So big oof to me, but here's to growing and changing. I feel it too. You know, maybe one day we'll be as cool as the Gen Z's yeah. out there. <laughs> Today is not the day. <laughs> no, no, oh it's gosh. not. <laughs> wow. Well, should we wrap well, it up like, then? Yes, it's the perfect place to, to end this episode, I think. Amazing. Well, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. You can find us dropping new episodes most Thursdays. And you can find us at Will You Sit With Me on Instagram, Will You Sit With Me Pod on TikTok. And with that, we'll see you next Thursday. Bye. Bye. Bye.